most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Please. Start you see, everybody trying to get their thing together. We're well, trying to get their life together. You're just going to just spring the show on. Gosh. It's going to spring the show on, people. Let's try this again. Right, here we go. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 this guy right here still thinks it's Wednesday. I forgot, man. I was on the West Coast the past couple of days. I didn't even know what was going on when I walked in here this morning. Good. Well, welcome Today back, Today is Thursday, sir. right? Today is Thursday. Okay, yes, just making sure. Just making sure. Y'all read that article uh, Quincy Jones did in Vulture, right? I sure right? did, yes. of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Drop on the clues bomb for Quincy Jones. That was an amazing, amazing interview. I love the fact when people get older, they just don't care. They just they tell the truth care. about everything. Trust me, Quincy been like that his whole life. But now that he's 85, he's just really letting that truth fly. My daddy's the same way. My daddy's 60-something, 60, 60 and he's the same exact way. Yeah, just letting things fly. Just letting, just letting it fly. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson was greedy. You know, he was a, a thief. I said, whoa, Quincy. Well, no, I, ain't, I mean, I, I'm not going to say he was a thief, but I mean... I've said things like that before. He said he was greedy. greedy. That's what Quincy Jones said about Michael Jackson. Yeah, and he said he stole he a lot of things. He said he stole things. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, because he was greedy. But people always, you know how they knock Beyonce, they'll knock Beyonce, oh, Beyonce got writers, and this and that. I'm like, yo, Michael Jackson had writers too. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, why do we act like he didn't? Right. Michael Jackson had Stevie Wonder writing for him, Quincy Jones producing for him. He was, he's immensely talented. But he's just as manufactured as any other artist. And who knew at 70, 80 years old, he was still swinging that thing around? Who? Quincy. Well, we should all hope for that. You got a penis. <laughs> well, we, in the group chat, what we were talking about was him saying that he uh, he was talking about Marlon Brando sleeping with Marvin Gaye and sleeping with Richard Pryor. So wait, wait, that's, that people, wasn't our group chat. I wasn't in that group no, no, chat. No, no, I'm not, not, oh. not our group chat. So <laughs> was, we discussed that in the group, in chat, group chat, but. One person in the group chat was like, I really thought that Quincy Jones was just making things up until Richard Pryor's widow came out and was like, yeah. But Richard why, Pryor why, slept that, that lets me know nobody knows anything about Richard Pryor. If you've ever read Richard Pryor's autobiography or heard anything about Richard, Richard admits to having relationships with, with men before. Richard talk, tells you how he had a relationship for two weeks with a transgender transsexual. Trans woman. Yeah. No, I don't, even, I don't know what they used to call him back then, but he had a penis, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, trans so, woman. He was, he was with her back then. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know why that's surprising you. And James Baldwin definitely shouldn't surprise you in right. no way, shape, or form. But some of the younger generation probably didn't read that or not that's familiar. Now, Marvin Gaye, he put an E on the end of that gay, But, hey, man, it is what it is. Does that stop Let's Get It On and Sexual Healing from being two of the greatest set-the-mood-right records ever? No. Nope. Well, her whole point was that once Richard Pryor's widow came out and was like, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's we're putting out some more information this year and some more of his journals. And it was on drugs, man. It was on coke. It was on quaaludes. She said that, too. She said that they were so high they'd have sex with a radiator. It didn't matter. A hole was a hole. Okay? That's all it was. All right? And I, you know what I hate? I don't like Quincy Jones saying that Marlon Brando effed James Baldwin and Marvin Gaye and Richard Pryor. Why? Because I want it to be the other way around. Well, Richard if it happened Pryor, that way, it happened James that way. James Baldwin and Marvin Gaye f Marlon Brando. We're gonna not, we, we will not let history have Marlon Brando as a power top and our heroes as soft bottoms. Okay? <laughs> our heroes are the power tops. He's the soft bottom. Now I'm kind of thinking, you know, because he, cre- he had that island, the Brando, which I went to the, this summer, right? Which wow, is a private okay. island. What did it smell like? <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? Tony Rock will be joining us this morning. We're going to kick it with Tony Rock. Tony! After comedian. Cousin, you know. it's, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it ain't. Tony He's been Chris, telling us that Chris and Jordan are my distant cousins. Okay? His mom confirmed it. We all know this. This is nothing new. All right. Well, I love when family members confirm things. Mm. Just letting you know. Okay. All right. All right. Well, and we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, we are going to be talking about if you were a dominatrix, is it okay to be a cop? We'll tell you about a woman who lost her job. Okay. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, man. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. What's Let's happening? get in front page news. 
Now let's talk about this dominatrix you were talking about, ye. Yes, a woman has lost her job, Kristen Hyman, yesterday because she previously appeared in bondage films as a dominatrix and still was seeing clients on the side. Now at first the department suspended her. She was a cop. But now they have decided to fire her. Court documents say that she told investigators she never actually appeared naked, and she also didn't perform sex acts in the videos. So what was it, like a moral clause? Yeah, because if it wasn't illegal. illegal. Well, they're saying because she didn't disclose this information. Uh I don't know. You got to disclose what, what what you like in the bedroom or what you like to do? That seems a little weird. I guess because she appeared in films and still was seeing clients on the side. I don't understand I don't why know, she got fired. Sounds like she got a lawsuit. Where was this in? Uh, this in Jersey City, New Jersey. Mm. I need to know more. Mm-hmm. Somebody fill me in on the details. All right. And by the way, there could be a government shutdown again today if they don't oh, come boy. to a decision. So I'm just putting that out there just I in don't case even care. they have until midnight. So. As long as Black Panther come out next week. That's all I care about. Black Panther still coming out next week? Yes. Okay. And then another thing that just happened is that the House did pass a scale back of the menu calorie count rules. Now, you guys know when you go to a restaurant and it has the calories in mm-hmm. your meal. That was all because of the Affordable Care Act. Food establishments still have until May 7th to comply with requirements to add calorie information labels to the food items that they serve. Now, these requirements apply to chain restaurants or food establishments that have 20 or more locations and also for vending machine operators who have 20 or more machines. Does that affect how you eat your food? Yes, it does. Me too. But that sounds like something that our fat-ass president uh, would want to get away like, he would want to do away with it. Yeah, he's trying to get away with it. Oh, was, so he's the one trying to was established under, the, um, under Obama, and so now they're trying to offer, quote, more flexibility. So, for instance, instead of give, giving you the total calories in a menu item, it'll give you the per serving. So you know how sometimes you'll eat a, you'll have a bag of chips and it'll say 180 calories, but that's per serving, but then there's four servings in the bag? Right. Right? So when you go to a restaurant, sometimes it's more than one serving on the plate. Mm. So it, instead of giving you all of the calories, it'll just give you the per serving. That has to hurt the restaurant business, though, because if you think about it, sometimes you go in a restaurant and you might want something and it has too many calories, you'd be like, nah. But then you'll pick something else. Yeah, but usually the the thing that you pick is a lot cheaper. It hasn't hurt these restaurants for years. These restaurants been serving us these high-calorie foods our whole life. But they didn't tell us what the calorie was. They did do a study and they said that it's very limited that the labeling does affect how many calories a customer may purchase. Overall, they said the average consumer response to labeling, there's not much difference in calories purchased before and after the labeling. Well, whether they tell you what the calories are or if they don't tell you what the calories are, you still got to watch, watch, watch what you put in your mouth at the end of the day. And you know one mm-hmm. thing that's good that I also will do is sometimes what? it's the dressing and certain things like that that mm-hmm. add extra calories or if it comes with rice, you might say, okay, I'd rather have a salad than rice, put my dressing on the side. It's little things you I, can do. I don't, I don't have nothing to do with you fat people's guilt. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all this is about. This is about chubby people and fat people going in the restaurants and want, wanting to feel better about what they put in their mouth. Okay, that's your fault. So you just want to tell them just watch what they put in their mouth. You should have been watching what you eat your whole life mm-hmm. and then you wouldn't have to watch your calories now. Okay. Okay. All right. What you put in your mouth this morning? I haven't eaten yet this morning, but I will put a nice protein shake in there, and it's going to have bananas in it mm-hmm. and honey and peanut butter, okay? And it's going to be thick and creamy, all right? Okay? All ready, guys? All right. And that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad morning. Well, it sounds like Charlamagne's going to have a great morning. I always have a great morning. Charlamagne wakes up feeling good. I woke up this morning listening to Tevin Campbell. Can we talk? Because Quincy Jones reminded me of how dope Tevin Campbell was yesterday in that interview. All right? All right. Well, get it off your chest. Hit us up. Or if you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity, 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is my show, man. What's going on? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, man, I'd like to um, say to the Concord Police Department in Concord, North Carolina, and the Kannapolis Police Department in Kannapolis, North Carolina, to get off the people in the low community, low-income communities, um, racial profiling, yelling they smell marijuana just to build parking deck and to raise money for their courts. It's, it's a terrible thing what they're doing down here in North Carolina, especially with the job support everything, which is 
against the law um, need to chill out with it, man, because it's, it's ridiculous. And, and they're harming the, the youth down here by taking away their families and the money that they could be using to better the community as well as their households. Okay, Words. Salute Thank you, brother. my brother. Cookie. Yes. Hey, Cookie, get it off your chest. Hi, guys. Good Hi. morning. Hi. Um, I, I just wanted to talk to Charlemagne about his fat people fetish. Now, mm. don't get confused by my name, Charlemagne. Just because my name is Cookie, no, I am not fat. But I really <laughs> think that you are obsessed with fat people. Okay. Yeah, we've had some fat shaming issues up here. Why does it got to be fat shaming? Why do y'all call it fat shaming when I encourage fat people to I was to just lose thinking weight? about the things that happened. Like, right? Cypher Sounds was up it's here like... talking about his food addiction and issues that he had with that and how he had to go to therapy to Man. find out about what it. Does that, what does that have to do with majority of the people? Majority of people out here are fat because they eat too much. That is a proven scientific fact. So well, stop making Sorry. excuses and go to the gym, please. Have a blessed day. I love you. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye, Cookie. Oh, my God. Bye, baby. It's going to work out. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, morning. This is Crystal. Hey, Crystal, get it off your chest. Well, t- this morning I'm calling because I'm dealing with an ex. He's locked up, facing ten years. He's facing twenty years. Ten years. Ten years. Oh, ten years. Ten years. A whole decade. Okay. So, what you calling for, Mama? Just to get it off. Like, I mean, he's calling me. Oh, send me this, send me that, and I'm just like, yo, you doing too much. I'm not the one that put you in there. That is true, <laughs> and he, I hope he knows when he gets ten years, he's forfeited all rights to your vagina. You know that, right? Hey. I mean, he's 50 years old. I'm 27. 50. He's 50? 50. What'd he do at 50? He looks good for his age. No, no. no. What, what did he, he do? Doing? What crime did he commit? No, he's 50 years old. <laughs> what crime did he commit? What did he do? What's he in jail for? Um, Burglary. Burglary at 50? Exactly. Point. Yeah, he deserved to get caught at 50 years old. You're 50 years old breaking in people's windows. Yeah, that's a little crazy. <laughs> when, you, when you out, when you was out and stuff, yeah, I mean, you was wanting and gone to me. I didn't care where the money was coming from. I'm going to still hold you down to a certain extent. You're bugging. You're 27 years old. He's 50 and he just went to jail for robbing somebody? Yeah, you, no disrespect to him, but he's doing 10 years, boy. I, he need to cut off all contact with the outside world when you do 10 years. You got to go just do your time. At 50. So, my question to y'all, should I still be there? Oh, no. goodness. Oh, my no. No! Answer his phone calls every now and then. Tell him what's up. But live your life, boo. You got a whole life to live. Ten years, your eggs going to exactly. be fro- Your eggs going to be dried up in ten years. They ain't going to be dried up, but come on, mama. You're 27 <laughs> years old. He's 50. I'm, I'm thinking I'm bugging now. I'm like, uh-uh, hold up. You're not bugging, Yeah, it sounds boo. like you already know what you want to do. Absolutely right. Live your life, boo. Your ex is locked up, but your vagina is free. Hello? Who's this? This brother glorious, man, the shutdown king, man. I just had a few things I wanted to say. I know it's supposed to be a positive day, man, but I really wasn't feeling Charlemagne the other day. He was all, you know, amazed and mesmerized, if you know, be dazzled behind a homosexual up here who was obviously gay as hell, you know, and that's crazy how Charlemagne wanted his info, wanted to talk to him. You know, you up north, bro. You can't be doing that up here, bro. And mind you, I also wanted to say that Cardi B shouldn't even be as famous as she is. Little infamous guy for everybody to use his flow. Migos, all this nursery rhyme, country rap tune, got stopped, man. So you called up here this morning being homophobic and cardiophobic and Migophobic. Nah, brother, I called up here because corny is not the new cool, brother. You know, you got to stop promoting this, brother. You want some being, shit, being, man. being prejudiced is not that, cool either. Being prejudiced is not cool either. Mood. You must be in a good mood because you got that man's number for real, huh? Who are you talking about? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who are you bro. talking about? I don't know. Did you ask for somebody? somebody, somebody I, not that I remember who was up here mesmerized by. I have no by. idea who he's talking about. I don't have a problem with nobody. I'm uh, sorry if you wake up in the morning with homophobia on your breath. My goodness. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. E, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to start off talking about Quincy Jones and that article in Vulture. Hey, Q! Find out some of the highlights of things that he had to say. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast What's Club. What's happening? Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Quincy Jones. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
Well, Vulture has an article in conversation, Quincy Jones. And in this article, Quincy Jones talks about so many things, so I'll give you some cliff notes right now. First of all, Quincy Jones is turning 85 next month. Drop on the clues bombs for age, goddamn. Mm-hmm. He has a Netflix documentary coming. He also has a CBS special that's hosted by Oprah. All of these things are on the way. Now, he talked about Michael Jackson. He said Michael stole a lot of stuff. He stole a lot of songs. He talked about Donna Summer's State of Independence and Billie Jean. The notes don't lie. He was as Machiavellian as they come. And he said it was because Michael Jackson was greedy. He said Michael should have given 10% of the song Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, but he wouldn't do it. And then outside of music, he said, Michael Jackson, I used to kill him about the plastic surgery. He'd always justify it and say it was because of some disease he had, BS. He had a problem with his looks because his father told him he was ugly and abused him. Uh, Other things in the article, he talks about the Beatles and his first impressions of them. He said they were the worst musicians in the world. They were no playing MFers. We all know the Beatles was trash, though. Paul was was the worst bass player I ever heard, and Ringo don't even talk about it. And he talks about a story about being in the studio with George Martin and Ringo and just how bad it was. And he said he still uh, thinks they're great guys, though. That's that's a great compliment. They trash artists, but they're great guys. Now, (laughs) he also talked about all the allegations about people like Bill Cosby and with Bill Cosby being a friend of his. How do you feel about that? And he said it was all of them. Brett Ratner, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein, he's a jive MFer. Wouldn't return my five calls. He called him a bully. And then he wouldn't say much about Bill Cosby. He said, we can't talk about this in public. That makes me wonder how bad was Bill Cosby. Because <laughs> think about how Quincy Jones was just letting that clip fly. But Talking about about Bill Cosby, like, nope, can't talk about that in public. But that's my guy. That's Jesus his guy. Christ. That's his guy. There's a lot of it's his guys that he spoke about in the interview. Michael Jackson was his guy, too. So Michael Jackson's dead. So? Bill Cosby dead? No, he's not. 99%. Now, the, <laughs> the interview One man with left. David Marchese also asked him... <laughs> About one thing that he would fix, if he could fix one problem in the country, what would it be? He said, racism. I've been watching it a long time, the 30s to now. He said, we've come a long way, but we've got a long way to go. The South has always been effed up, but you know where you stand. The racism in the North is disguised. You never know where you stand. That's why what's happening now is good. You never know You never know where you stand. Uh, because people are saying they are racist who didn't used to say it. Now I'm glad know. you brought that up, because the problem I have with these great interviews that Vulture is doing, salute to David Marchese, is that there'd be so many jewels in them, but people always get distracted by the more salacious stuff. You know, Quincy Jones talked about rich people not mm-hmm. doing enough and people don't know what it feels like to be poor so they don't care. And he, the, the best quote from the interview, and he says, you shouldn't chase money and endorsements and when you do things for money, God walks out of the room. Oh, that was a bar. All right, now he goes on to talk about um, going out with Ivanka Trump. He said his daughter, Kadada, hooked it up. And he said, she's a fine MFR. She had the most beautiful legs I ever saw in my life. Wrong father, though. And he goes on to talk about uh, Donald Trump. Keep in mind, Quincy Jones was 70-something years old and Ivanka was 25 Mm -hmm. when that allegedly happened. All right, he talks about doing We Are the World and having an issue with just Cyndi Lauper and her saying that, you know, she didn't like the song. And then musicians who deserve more acclaim. Amongst the people he mentioned are the brothers Johnson, James Ingram, and Tevin Campbell. He said no, every one that, of them went straight through the roof. That's not what he said. The guy said to him, um, do you feel like some of the stuff you did needed more acclaim? And he said, shut up. He said, he said, who the hell you think you talking no, to? Right he, he said, said everything I did got the acclaim it deserved. First he said, what's something you worked on that should have been bigger? That was the first question. And, what and do you, how do you answer it? And he said, what the F are you talking about? I've never had that problem. They were all big. And exactly. Then he, and then he said, how about a musician who deserves more acclaim? And he answered the brothers Johnson, James Ingram, and Tevin Campbell. He said, what are you talking about? Brother Jay, and he said, he said they went, all got the claim they deserve. What, every one of guys, them went straight through the arguing over internet. Yeah, exactly. They all went straight through the roof. Yes. Yes, yeah, so I'm reading it, you know, verbatim from here. All right, other things um, he talked about is uh, he said, you're supposed to, it's, he talks about <laughs> artists supposed to know everything from the past. He said, you're supposed to use everything from the past. If you know where you come from, it's easier to get where you're going. You need to understand music to touch people and become the soundtrack to their lives. And then he talks about one of the greatest moments in his life. He was a, said it was the first time they celebrated Dr. King's birthday in D.C. Stevie Wonder was in charge and asked me to be the musical director. After the performance, we went to a reception and three ladies came over. The older lady had Sinatra at the Sands. I arranged that. Her daughter had my album, The Dude. And then that lady's daughter had Thriller. Three generations of women said those were their favorite records. He said that touched me so much. So that was one of the greatest moments of his life. Now, a lot of people were also talking about what he said about... Uh, Marlon Brando. He said that Marlon Brando was the most charming MFR you ever met. He'd F anything, anything, he'd F a mailbox. James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye. And then David Marchese asked him, come on, man, he did not 
he said he slept with them. How do you know that? He said, come on, man. He did not give a F. So I don't give a damn that Marlon Brando Sheesh. allegedly had sex with Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye, and James Baldwin. But I am very interested in the story of Marlon Brando having sex with a mailbox. I want to know whose mailbox was it and why. I'm I don't think you. he was being literal. <laughs> but Jennifer Pryor, who was Richard Pryor's oh. widow, did say it was the 70s. Drugs were still good, especially Quaaludes. If you did enough cocaine, you'd F a radiator and send it flowers in the morning. And she said her late <laughs> husband was very open with friends about his bisexuality and documented his exploits in his diaries. And she does plan to publish those diaries later on this year. Quincy Jones also said he stopped drinking two years ago. Can you imagine if he still drank? Oh my how loose his lips would be? An old black person on that cognac is undefeated. You hear me? All right, oh we'll get goodness. more into this later because I also want to talk about what Oprah had to say in response because he talks about the color purple. And uh, we'll discuss what T-Pain had to say because he had to respond to some things that uh, Quincy Jones said in this interview as well. But I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. And salute right. to David Marchese, man, the interviewer. He's done my two, my two of my favorite interviews of the year, which is Erica Badu and uh, Quincy Jones for Vulture. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, Tony Rock will be joining us, comedian, actor, of course, Chris Rock's brother. And we'll kick it with him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Now, the other day I was walking down Canal Street and a man, you know, tapped me and said, what's up, NV? And I thought it was Tony Rock. I said, what's up, Tony? We having this long conversation. I'm like, when are you coming back on the show? He's like, I'm not Tony. I'm his brother. Was it Kenny? It was Kenny. Yeah. Right? I, ran into yes. guy, I ran into Kenny, and then I told these guys. It was like, he don't have a brother named Kenny. I'm like, yeah, the guy looks just nah, like Nah, Kenny's the brother that looks just like me. He's fairer skin. Right, right, right. And he tells girls that he's me. And Sometimes works. it works. Right. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes Until it goes horribly wrong. It goes very bad. <laughs> no, no, hey, hey, hey. I don't want nobody on stage giving no statements about Tony Rock did nothing. No. That was my brother. Yeah, it was my brother. Any bad news you got about Tony Rock, it was Kenny. It was, it was Kenny. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about you, though, because you had Black Card Revoked. I had Black Card Revoked. Mm -hmm. Well, I was on vacation. We had the card game. My friend Janae from Boss yeah. of Actually. He was telling me about this. It's yep. super fun, right? Yeah, and we were playing it. Charlemagne's on one of the questions. That's in the car. Really? Yeah. So tell us about Black Card Revoke for people that don't know. Black Card Revoke is a game show. Uh, you know, there, there's some things that black people consider fundamentally black. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, sweet potato pie. We just take ownership of certain things. Right. right. Fried chicken. Fried Everybody chicken. loves it, but we just say it's ours. It's ours. Uh, block parties, the black cookout, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. Black Card Revoke is a game show based on your knowledge of things that are fundamentally black. But then Ask we get a little a serious. We get a little serious, like black history also. So what city? Oh, boy. What city did Rosa Parks refuse to give up her seat on the bus? Alabama. Alabama. Where in Alabama? Montgomery. There, there you, you go. You keep your black card. Yes. You keep your black card. <laughs> Did everybody in here know that? Yeah. <laughs> and then some questions are just, you know, majority rules. So it's right. like, what's the ble the best black movie, comedy movie of all time? Coming movie? to America. Of all time? That was mine. That's my favorite movie ever. <sighs> the best black comedy movie of all time? I don't know. See, this is where the comedy comes in, because the audience would get to pick which celebrity... What the, what you you would debate your choice. So you right. would say Come to America and give reason why. You would say whatever movie and give reason what why. What would you say? I would say CB4. Well, I know <laughs> why. <laughs> That's not fair. No, I'd probably say Trading Places. Trading Places? Trading Places. Now, who, who came up with this creation with, with Black Heart Revolt? Uh, Black Heart Revolt is uh, Gigi and... Letitia. Letitia, Letitia. Williams and Jay Bobo. Bobo. Okay. You got to have a dude named Jay Bobo, Jay Bobo to create a black game now, show. Now, hold on. Letitia <laughs> is my girl, so shout out to Letitia Williams. Shout out Letitia Williams and shout out Jay Bobo. Just can't yeah, forget Jay Bobo. Jay Bobo, well. Jay Bobo for but, creating the game. Then they pitched it and uh, put the BT. BT loved it. They were like, who can we get to do this? Uh, Amber Bickham is, was the casting director. Amber Bickham is a good friend of mine. And mm -hmm. she was like, nobody can host this show better than Tony Rock. So that's how I got involved. All right, so, let me ask you a question, because I saw DJ uh, Scratch posted this on Instagram this morning. I have seen every single episode of what show? Martin. Okay. that's And the, the reboot's coming. We just were talking about that. I don't want the reboot to come. You don't? I was going to ask you. Why I don't not? Because now it's not... Martin's show was great for where it was. They were 30-somethings. They were trying to, you know, get their life together. They lived in that apartment. Now they're 50. You still live in that same apartment? Maybe Bro it's man still coming though. through your window? Maybe it's going to be... At 50? Maybe it's going to be like... Y'all don't have a, no kids? I got questions. Like, Tommy's gone. <laughs> what happened to Tommy? And Cole's not coming uh, back? Cole's not coming back. So Shanaynay's still across the hall at 50 years old? Well, we don't Shanae, know. Shanaynay's the kid now. Shanaynay's like, Marcus. <laughs> so it changes too much. Maybe all of that's going to be addressed, and it's like 20 years later. This nah. So they got kids now? Who's maybe. the kid? We don't know this kid. We know the, the whole cast except for this kid. <laughs> what show would you like to see come back? All of us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on now. That was a softball. I just oh, knocked God. that right out of the ball. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, what's the greatest stand-up special ever? Uh, one? You but more? it can't be anything from anybody in the Rock family. Well, that's not fair. No, that's because one of those one of them the could No, um, aside from that, that's Richard eliminated. Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. Patrice O'Neal, Elephant in the Room. Okay. I got to say Bring the Pain got to be in there. Bring the Pain got to be in there. It's just eliminated just Okay, so I say Richard Pryor and Patrice O'Neal, Elephant in the Room. Okay. All right. That's it. I'm not mad at that. Did you go see um, Dave Chappelle stand up? Oh, man. Dave's my comedic idol. So I see everything Dave does. Dave is he's one of my favorites. Well, you know Faison Love says Dave Chappelle is not that funny. He was on The Breakfast Club <laughs> a couple days ago. Listen, man. And he says, I'm, I'm going to quote, Dave Chappelle <laughs> is the wackest out there. Wow. He said he's manufacturing Hollywood. It's just not that funny. So that sounds personal. He said it wasn't personal. He said he just doesn't feel That don't sound funny. personal to you? I the wackest guy out there? Come on. That don't, that don't sound like it's personal? Yeah, a little bit. Because we there's is really whack out there that Dave's not on that list. Yeah. I thought Dave, I, I thought Dave Chappelle funny. He said the first season of Chappelle's show wasn't funny. He said the second season when Charlie Murphy started writing it, it, it became funny. So you don't agree. I don't agree. I'm just I'm gonna say I don't agree and I'll leave it at that. I don't agree and I'm gonna leave it at that because I've been well, saying stuff. Idol, I've been so. saying stuff in the media lately yeah, that have. people have been taking and misconstruing <laughs> and I've been getting flack <laughs> on social media, which I don't care. I just, you know, make sure you tweet the right at Tony the Chappelle Rock show, the first season was hilarious. Remember they all had the Chappelle show the was hilarious. Real world. Yeah, all the Chappelle was hilarious. <laughs> but I say stuff, and sometimes people just take it the wrong way and take it like I'm slighting somebody. You know? Right. Sometimes you might make a joke too, and it might get misquoted. All the time. Every time I tweet something, somebody's upset about something I said. <laughs> well, that just means you popping. That means uh, there you go. There now, you also, go. Monique, uh, she was mad that you know Netflix only offered her five hundred thousand. I got off. The, here's the story. Uh-huh. I got off the airplane at LAX. <laughs> TMZ dude ran up on me. He said, yo, did you hear what happened? I said, no, nah, what happened? He's like, Monique got 500K. Amy Schumer got whatever she got. 13 million. Or what, 13 yeah. million like uh, your brother got this and that. I said, I was always taught, and I thought everybody else was taught the same thing. I was always taught you don't count the next man money. I was always, were you not taught that? Absolutely. Were you not taught that? I was, but I can understand right now in this day and age when it comes to equal paying women not having I the understand all of that, but all I was saying was, you don't count nobody else's money. Get your money up where you want it to be. You know what I'm saying? You got to worry about you. That's all I was saying. I never said, I never said she don't deserve more money. <laughs> That's what it came out I as. never <laughs> said Amy Schumer should get more money. Right. I never said she should take the money and shut up. I, these are things I never said. Well, I like But those. everybody on social media, yo, you're not supporting the black woman. Now they made it a black thing. And, right. yo, you're not supporting sisters. Yo, Get your money wherever you deserve I know, it to be. I feel awkward right now. If you could get a hundred million dollars, <laughs> he's trying to drag me into it. If she he could get a hundred like, million dollars, I was like, "Well, look, if she could get a hundred million dollars, I'm gonna go good, good, because that means the money's out there. That right. means when I go to negotiate my money, I'll go. Well, Shorty got whatever, so I guess that's where we starting it. Right. Monique should get all the money she should she could get. I never said no knock on her, but this is why I don't put no energy into it because you don't think Monique could have got my phone number and called me. So when you do it on social media, you're not doing it for real. You're doing it for the people that's looking. Right. That's why I don't do it on social media. I do it for real. If I got a problem with you, I'm going to come and see you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to at you and tweet you, poke you or whatever they, you know. I'm going to talk okay. to you. I'm gonna get, <laughs> I, you don't have my number, but I'm sure you could get it if you wanted to. Yeah. I could easily get your number if I wanted to. I get it from Kenny. Kenny so Rock. she yeah, Exactly. <laughs> she was like, I didn't hear Tony Rock saying nothing about Amy Schumer. I, didn't, I wasn't asked about Amy Schumer. I was asked right. about her. I answered the question well, I was asked. We might have to revoke your black card. So she could get my number at any time and call me and we could talk about it. My black card is intact, man. <laughs> is it, is it intact? My black, yo, I just said what I said. I'm like, yo, you don't count nobody else's money. I never said she don't deserve more money. Right. She should get all the money she can. Everybody should get all the money they can. Every black person should get all the money they can because every n- makes minimum wage. <laughs> Every in the world makes minimum wage. It's how much the white man that owns that company or that basketball team or that whatever was willing to pay you. LeBron make $26 million a year. You know why? Because if he asks for 27, that white man would be like, that's an ungrateful You're going to take this 26 million and shut up. Everybody makes minimum wage. Wait, so wait. All right. I got off track. So we were talking about Monique. I'm just, I'm, I'm on a tank. I'm on a rant. Right, on a rant right now. I'm on a rant. What just happened? Everybody gets their money where it should be. That's what I'm saying. All right, we got more with Tony Rock. When we come back, don't move. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Tony Rock in the building. Before Charlie Murphy passed, you know, you guys were beefing. They said that you guys squashed the beef. Is that true? It wasn't. It wasn't a, a real back and forth battle like a real beef is. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we did a show in Long Island. He moved me up on the lineup. Uh, he said I was too high energy and he didn't want to follow me. And I made it a big thing. I was like, "Yo, this scared of me," and he don't want to follow me. And then 
the news, the daily news was there at the show. So they're backstage recording everything, and they put oh, it in the paper. No, I was yelling at whoever. Listen, I was in my like I was ranting and raving, mm-hmm. and uh, they moved me up and cut my time. And I'm like, hey man, I'm from here too. Like even though it's Long Island, I'm from here too. I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, right? Shout out to Best Eye. So anyway, I said all that, and they put it in the paper. But we never spoke about it after that. We didn't talk towards uh, before he passed. Like he called me one day and was like, hey, this Charlie, give me a call. And I called him up, and he was just like, hey, I just want to clear the air and everything, and. Like I have tremendous utmost respect for him. I think, like you know, when you when you realize that you know your last days are coming, you start making things right with people. And I was blessed that he was one of those people that he thought I should reach out to this dude and clear the air on it. So did you know that his last days? I were did coming? not. I did not. I heard he was sick, but I didn't know it was like it was literally like maybe five days before he passed. Wow. He was like, listen, man, I respect what you do. I know you coming behind your brother, and that can't be easy. I I, I, I realize what you're going through more than anybody. Mm-hmm. And. For me to do something like that to you just because wouldn't wouldn't be right. I did it, and here's the reasons why. And I said, man, look, I respect you, and uh, you know, I got love for your family. And the whole nine, of, of course, he had love for my family, and we talked. And days later, they were like, he's gone. Damn. That was great because it would have been awful if he would have passed, and you felt bad, right? That right, y'all had right. never cleared yeah, the air. So it made, I made me respect him even more. Like I rest in peace, Charlie Murphy, man. Much love to him and his family. I, I, it was it was dope that he did that. Is there anything off limits when it comes to telling jokes? Like, you shouldn't be able to diss a comedian. Talking about... Diss like what? Kevin Hart got caught with the cheating. Yeah. And Michael Blackson keeps making jokes about the cheating thing. And Kevin Hart was like, ah, right, enough's enough. This is my family. This is not right. a parody. This is... Right. I'm trying to fix home. Right. The, the thing with Kev, he... Kev, I'm sure Kev knew comics going to have a ball with this. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we do. Something happens. Anybody gets in trouble, they got to know comics are grabbing pins and running to the pad. You know what I'm saying? It seems to me... and I. They not neither one of them is like my ride or die one day one day one dude, but they both cool with me. Mm-hmm. Right. But it seems to me like, yo, Mike, you can let it go now. It's over. It's like Kev's trying to fix home, like he said. You made your jokes. You made your jokes. It, it's no more to squeeze out of the juice, squeeze out of the lemon. Like mm-hmm. you got it all. You know what I mean? It's like Kev's not doing anything else to keep it going. So let it go. It's like you got your laughs. It's okay, it's okay to let it go. Go on to the next thing. Somebody else is gonna do something in the next day or so, the next hour or so that you're gonna have material to go on. Right. So let it go. I mean, but like once again. You don't think Kev, Kev could get Mike's number and just call him and be like, have this conversation? So to do it I'm on sure social media, to do it back they and forth would... on social media, that's when you're doing it for the people looking. You're not doing it. It's not real life. Right. You know what I mean? Just call each other and talk it out. That is definitely the solution for everything, it seems like. We got to call Yo, each other and talk when you it do out. It on, right? When you do it on social media, you're doing it for the people that are pressing buttons and Absolutely liking and right. commenting. Do if real life is yo, here's a phone call, boom, my man, let me talk to you about this. You never been so mad though when you seen something that you had to like comment on it. No, some it? like uh, come this, on now, like about a month ago, some cat put something on on Instagram like yo, Tony Rock needed to just go somewhere. <laughs> and normally I never address like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. I'm like yo, it's hilarious. Go ahead, fam. You got five followers. That's all I see he what said you're doing. Was go it was like Tony Rock. Uh, I like Chris, but Tony needed to go sit down somewhere. Something like that. Oh, boy. And I had, and, and this was a day that I I had some time. You had some time that day. Okay. I had some I time. I So I said, my man, you're going to get some time for me. You're going to get some time. So I, I gave him you some time. You could have called him. I know. He never number. Why did you call him? Because I didn't have his number. He never his number. His page was private. It was, he had five followers and, like, you know, two posts. So I'm like, all right, I got some time for this dude. Normally, I don't got time for no crumbs. You know how but... sometimes people hate on you, and then you respond to them, and then they're like, oh, my God, I'm actually a fan. Because they want the attention. They, right. was just trying, they was just trying to get your attention, and they didn't know how to go about it. That's I why I don't call them pay. haters. I just call them, they, they confuse people. Because they yeah. want to be, they want to like you. <laughs> they just don't know how to go about liking you. <laughs> so it's like, I'll go the hate route to get his attention. But it's all good. Now, are you in talks to do a special, like, on Netflix or anything like that? I am. This is what I want to do. Okay. I want to do, I want a three special deal. I want to do my special I want to produce my little brother special, Jordan Rocks, and then I want to do a special with me and Jordan and my cousin Sherrod Small. All right. So unless you want to do that, then we'll just do it ourselves. We got to do all three. Yeah. <laughs> got to do all three. I'm not mad at that. All right. We got more with Tony Rock when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with actor, comedian Tony Rock. Now, Russell Simmons had you. was on an all-deaf comedy talk. All yes. A, a comedy show, comedy talk. Comedy all-deaf comedy show. And deaf I watched show. that, by the way. Hilarious. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, it's great. You didn't call me on that one either. <laughs> I'm going to start, I'm gonna start <laughs> making sure I tweet and show my support. Because we def- definitely sit in the house and watch, like, all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, with all the allegations going at Russell Simmons, what do you think that, you know, because people are finding him guilty without really, we don't really know. And already he's had to... Well, there's court and then there's the court of public opinion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So in the court of public opinion, you know, you can ha- feel however you want to feel. But then there's an actual court where they 
based on facts. Well, what do you think about that? Because now Russell pretty much had to he step down. almost step down, almost lose everything. Uh, and he hasn't been found guilty. He hasn't but, been found guilty of anything. But listen, and he said he didn't do it. Now, let, let's be very careful here because if you say one thing in one way or the other, you get in trouble. Let me hear Rape, it. bad. Rape, no good. Not good at all. Horrible, horrible, horrible. My heart goes out to any woman that had to put up with, deal with rape, live a life in secrecy and silence uh, of rape. Sexual assault is wrong. It's all bad. Uh, sexual aggression, that's the new term that I've recently yes. heard, uh-huh. is uh, if you're sexually aggressive towards women, and that's what they interpret. So sometimes we don't know if it's sexually aggressive or not, sexually aggressive or not. So we got to be careful. All men have to be careful on what they say and what they do to women. Mm-hmm. That's the disclaimer. That's the disclaimer. But the facts is this. Russell has been the most influential person in my career in the last five years, more so than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So do I throw that out the window because he's brought up on charges? He, what he did for me was real. It's, mm-hmm. it's true. It's, it's, I, I can document it. So this is horrible what's going on. If he's acquitted, good. If he's brought up on charges, that's horrible. I, I feel bad for those women. I do not condone what happened in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But I do have some type of feelings towards him because he's been great for what, I, what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So, so how do I answer that question? Like, without being... I try to straddle the fence and... You were surprised, though. When of, course was surprised. of course I was surprised. Of course I was surprised. Like at The Russell we knew our whole lives was the guy that was, you know, the, the millionaire playboy philanthropist, you know? So... Does that also change after seeing everything that's been happening? Change, like, how you interact with women? Uh, I, Yeah, I got to be more cautious. I See, when I'm on stage, the luxury of being on stage, not luxury, is that a good word? Luxury of being on stage, I can say things on stage that I probably couldn't say in, real life. in public now. Mm-hmm. Right. On stage, I can say a girl walks in the room like, damn, look at this. You know, I can say whatever. Because I'm on stage, hey, he's a comic, he's being funny. Off stage, not so much. Mm-hmm. But even on stage now, it seems like comedians are getting so much flack for things that they say in their stand-up. I mean, look I'm, at Dave Chappelle. Dave I'm, Chappelle's like, they were on his ass. I'm not going to be the comedian that, that apologizes for a joke ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Ever. If you walk into a comedy club, if you walk into a comedy club, you should know you're going to hear something. There's a chance you might hear something that will offend your sensibilities as far as your race, your religion, your sexual preference, your sexual orientation, your financial status, your height, your weight, your ethnicity. Well, then don't come in a comedy club. <laughs> That's like walking in the church. Like, why is this guy talking about religion the whole time? Right. Don't go in there. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we're paid to do. People want to hear us talk about everything. People go to comedy clubs to see what we're going to say about this thing, to see what we're going to say about Trump, to see what we're going to say about the Kevin Hart situation. They right. want to know what's his take on this thing. Did you see the comedian where uh, the guy jumped on stage and was swinging on him? Oh. Yo, man. Whoa. You see why my boys are standing right there? Right yeah. now? See, Just in case. That would have been a bad day. That would have been a bad day for that dude. Yeah. That's when, I, when people, like, somebody called me and asked me what I thought about Kev getting uh, dissed at the Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. the security guard wouldn't let him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I said, yo, that security guard was doing his job. Shout Absolutely. out to a security guard doing his job. Because we all saw what happened when a security guard don't do his job. Shout out, that was my man Steve Brown. Steve Brown was, lost was in all. a bad situation. Yeah, boy. He was dumping yeah. and died. Woo! So shout out to security guards doing their job. That <laughs> dude took it too far, but it was the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was the Super Bowl. Yeah, come on. You can't take it too far at the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Rob Gronkowski's um, house got robbed while he was at the Super Bowl? And That's then he came home? Shame. That's a damn shame. <laughs> Because they, they lost. They probably right. did. They yeah, because they lost. You guys lost? All right. Go rob they, was wild. they was wilding in Boston, man. They, but they was, who, where were they wilding? Philly, Philly or Boston? Philly. Huh? Were they, were they wilder in Philly or Boston? Philly. Yeah, because they won. Philly, they were flipping cars, jumping off the ridge. They, they was, was burning up cop cars doodles? in Boston. Really? Yeah. I see one Philly guy eat dog doodle. What? Yeah, he was eating dog doodle. I didn't see that. Now, what's the point of that? White guy. Page. I don't know. White guy. You ever see the brother eat dog <laughs> I see the brother eat a lot of stuff he's supposed, I'm supposed to eat. <laughs> Did he lose a bet? I don't know. He just ate it. I don't know. It was, he was celebrating. All right. Well. Good for him. Okay. Here we go. Oh, Did you see Black Panther yet? I, it was dope as hell. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it, but no. I'm just practicing. <laughs> I'm like, just practicing saying it. It was dope as hell. Regardless if it was bad or good, it was dope as hell. Black Panther's the best movie ever made. <laughs> Yo, Black Panther. I can't wait for Black Panther 2. <laughs> Regardless of how, I don't care. <laughs> Black Panther was dope. I don't care. Are you in it? You it was already it. dope. I'm not in it. Oh, no, right. he's I didn't so get an audition for it. It was dope right. as hell. <laughs> I hope it make 200 million open a weekend. And yes, am I saying this because it's a black movie? Absolutely yes. All right. But is it a black movie? Ain't got no it black is a producers. black movie. White producers. It's all black actors. White movie house. It's all black actors. <laughs> It, it's all black. I actors. Would, I'm say it's I'm all black actors. It shows Africa in a positive light. Yeah. It shows Africa. Well, it basically showing you what Africa looked like before the white man got there. 
Before the white man got to Africa, we was in Africa chilling. I don't know anything about Black We was shooting dice Panthers. with diamonds. Me neither. I don't know either, but I'm going to go see it. I know. Anyway. I mean, we're all going to go see it. I don't know. Absolutely. I've never watched any Marvel movies me neither. Really? Yeah. Nah, me neither. You well, never saw Iron Man? No. I did see Iron Man. That's what was on television. I did see... You didn't see the Hulk? No, no, I didn't see the Hulk. Avengers, none of those. No. You're not a comic book dude. Nah. <laughs> you didn't grow up with comic books. I did, but... I, black Carbon Vogue. I, tra- I just traded them, though. I just, I just traded <laughs> That's Black Carbon Vogue. <laughs> That's Black Carbon Vogue. <laughs> I did baseball cards. Okay, yeah. Okay. Black Carbon definitely revoked. No, baseball cards. No, that was baseball cards. Yeah, baseball cards. <laughs> I had a crazy collection of baseball cards. Well, congratulations on everything that Thank you, you so have much. going on. Thank so you so much. I'm going to make sure we Trying to stay relevant, man. And the next time you're in New York, what, March 31st, you're at the Garden? March 31st, March 31st Madison 31st, Square we're Garden. We're at the Garden. We're coming to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we're, we're at the Garden. Y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it here. They're coming to the Garden. Hold on. Put on my calendar right now. Yeah, sure you are. <laughs> March 31st. All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. Oh, it's that's Tony a Saturday? Rock. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. I'm so Club. sick of hearing Rockstar by Post Malone, okay? I never liked that record anyway. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. But yeah, I really you like, just be singing it. I, I like 20, I sing 21 Savage part, but I'm tired of hearing that record 100 times in the morning. I don't feel like a rock star no more. Well, I'm sure you're going to hear it some it's more. It's exhausting. But anyway, let's get to the rooms. Let's talk Quincy Jones. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On the Breakfast Club. Well, T Pain has responded to that Quincy Jones vulture interview. Now, one thing that Quincy Jones talked about is his 2017 project, Q Soul Bosa Nostra. He was asked about something he regretted, and he did regret that. He said, I was not in favor of doing it, but the rappers wanted to record something as a tribute to me where they would do versions of songs that I'd done over my career. I said to them, Look, you got to make the music better than we did on the originals. Well, that didn't happen. T-Pain, man, he didn't pay attention to the details. <laughs> I don't see the problem with now, that. Now, the T-Pain song was PYT, Pretty Young Thing. And it if was you guys trash. recall the original, here is the Michael Jackson version. I want your love. Hey. PYT, Pretty Young Thing. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey. 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 uh, yeah, that's on Kashala Aaron Hey, 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 hey. All right, Come well, on here now. is. I wouldn't the... even have tried to remake that over. Yeah, here's the T Pain version. <laughs> Hit the farts, you idiot. Pay attention. Fart! Oh, my goodness. Ass gas! Get, get more. Oh, my more. Gosh. And I love T-Pain, but that was garbage. Come oh, on now. Now, T-Pain's response on Twitter, for the record, I told my managers at the time, and I told Quincy in his face, I don't want to remake any of your past records because I know I'm going to F it up. I'll never be able to reach the greatest of MJ. It took them hours to pump me up to even go in the booth, and I still hated it when I came out of the booth. Then the song came out, and it was even worse than it sounded in the studio. You shouldn't have did it then. This Definitely is legit did one of the reasons I don't work with the managers I had anymore, because if I said I was uncomfortable doing something, they didn't care. But also, to be real, it just seems like Quincy Jones is pissed off at the whole world. No. I have nothing but respect for the guy, so I don't know why we didn't hold the song or tell me exactly what he wanted when I kept taking the headphones off, begging for a direction from the God. There is nothing T-Pain could have done to make PYT better. No. Absolutely, positively zero. You got to leave classics alone. Okay? Now let's discuss Oprah. One question in this Vulture magazine interview with Quincy. He was asked uh, about a nervous breakdown that he talks about in his memoirs not long after Thriller. He said, you talk so often about your ups. I'm wondering if maybe you can talk about one of your downs. Well, Quincy responded, what happened was that I was a producer on The Color Purple. Spielberg and me are still great friends, man. He's a great effing guy. I loved working with him. What happened was... Everybody went home on vacation after we finished filming. Everybody except me. I had to stay home and write an hour and 55 minutes of music for the movie. I was so effing tired from doing that. I couldn't see. I put too much on my plate, and it took its toll. You learn from your mistakes, and I learned I couldn't do that again. Yeah, you got to learn how to manage your time better. You got to take time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, TMZ called Oprah, and they asked her about Quincy Jones' interview, and here's what she said. Listen, Quincy Thank is a friend of mine. You are not going to get me to say one thing. About <laughs> Do you- Quincy Jones discovered me for the color purple honey. Yes. 
Oprah don't even know what they wanted to ask her. All Oprah heard was that Quincy out here spilling the tea about Marlon Brando being a soft bottom and Richard Pryor being a power top, and she ain't want no parts of it. I feel it, though. Look, that's somebody that helped me in my career, got me started. I am not going to say nothing. I'll tell you one thing. TMZ finds everybody. They just find <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, you know, just hanging around. All right. Now, Lonzo Ball is going to be a dad. <laughs> He and his longtime girlfriend, Denise Garcia, are expecting a baby together. So congratulations to them. She is four months pregnant, and they said everything is healthy so far. I'll drop on a clue bomb for that young couple. They want to have a baby. Give him more inspiration, right? Now, speaking of babies, guess who just broke Instagram? Now, previously, Beyonce had the record for the most liked Instagram of all time within 24 hours. She had 11 million likes when she did that pregnancy announcement where she had the photograph with her belly and all the flowers. Yep, 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 I remember. Around it. Well, guess who just broke that with 14 million likes in less than 24 hours? Oh. Kylie Jenner. Really? Yes, Kylie Jenner's image. Why is that in the round of applause? That's what we see Celebrate stuff like that now Okay Now her picture Shows her thumb Being squeezed By the newborn And so she Ends up having The most liked picture On Instagram Oh congratulations All right, now Speaking of Instagram Drake was on there And a lot of people Were posting pictures With Drake Because he was In the supermarket in the Miami area, and he actually bought everybody food while he was there. So nope. that must have been nice. Nope. No nope. what? No what? First of all, that's why when you are that famous and you are that rich, you can't do regular things like that because you end up going to the supermarket just because you want to go buy you a little juicy juice or something, and you end up buying having to buy everybody groceries. He didn't have to. He sure didn't. But if he didn't, everybody be talking bad about. No, him. he did. He took pictures with everybody. He just he probably went there to do that. He's yeah. been doing a lot of He's nice been things doing in Miami. A lot. Yeah, he also gave a scholarship to a young woman. What grocery to go to store? College. Was it? Uh, it was called Shoprite. No, it wasn't Milo? Shoprite. Piggly Wiggly. Sabor Tropical. Never heard of it. Me neither. I don't know what that is. That sounds like another level of Whole Foods. All right. Drake also, at the same time, went and gave out a $50,000 check for Lotus House, which is Miami's only shelter for homeless women and children. He, he gave out a lot toys and games to That's 140 dope. kids, and he gave out $150 Target gift cards to 130 women. So he did all of those things. What's the name of that girl just though again? I need to Google this because I ain't never heard of that recently. Sabor Tropical. Sabor Tropical. It's probably or just in, in Miami. in Spanish, it's Sabor Tropical, which probably is like just tropical. In Miami. I think it means tropical flavor. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Man, I'm not going to go chasing Sabor Tropicals. I'm going to just stick to the Piggly Wigglies and the Krogers that I'm used to. All right, Charlamagne. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? Oh, man, donkey of the day. This is, this is a prime example of when you want something, sometimes you should just do it yourself. We need this guy named Jose Maria. He's a teacher. In Jersey to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right. And also, Ask Ye is next, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Ye up right now. She'll uh, put you live on the air, help you with your problems. But Donkey, the day's up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes, Donkey of the Day for Thursday, February 8th goes to a New Jersey teacher named Jose Maria. Oh, is it Jose Maria? Yes, Jose Maria. That's what you said twice. Now, Jose Maria is a teacher at Passaic High School in New Jersey. Uh, I'm going to ask the room, what do you think he teaches? Keep in Jim. mind, keep in mind his name is Jose Maria, okay? And it's not a stereotype if it's true. What do you think he teaches? <laughs> uh, uh, huh? Es posible español? Yes, he's a Spanish teacher. I was thinking Jim. I seen his picture and it looked more Jimish. No, okay. he doesn't, okay? No, he doesn't. He's look, fat. That, you don't look like a gym teacher? Negro, please. If you Google his name, Jose Marie, a mugshot will pop up, and Jose Marie... Maria looks on a lot of levels like a fat Keegan Michael Key. Okay. okay. Does he not look like a fat Key, Keegan Michael Key? Yeah. Yes, he does. Now, what did Jose and Maria do to get arrested and be charged uh, with endangering the welfare of a child and official misconduct? Let's go to News 12 New Jersey for the report, please. A high school teacher in Passaic is accused of having an inappropriate relationship with two students. Allegations against Jose Maria date back to 2010 and 2012. The prosecutor's office says the 39-year-old engaged in sexually inappropriate conversations Ooh. and behavior with the victims. Well, what was the inappropriate conversations? Well, Jose Maria allegedly was asking his students for naked pictures in exchange for better grades in his class. 
You heard me right. Jose Maria was allegedly asking his students for naked pictures in exchange for better grades in his class. Now, one of the boys, identified in court documents as Ro.C., told authorities Maria would buy him and another teen Chinese food and alcohol. And he said, <laughs> shut up, Steve. Jesus Christ. And he said the teacher asked him for a picture of his penis in exchange for a better grade. How do you say penis in Spanish? Let me ask my Afro-Latino in the room. How do you say penis in Spanish, Envy? Pene. 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 Okay. I've been on this planet Pene. almost 40 years, all right? So I have to dig back very far to put myself in the mind frame of a teenager in high school. But would I have done that in the 90s? Nope. Not at all. But I could totally see how a young kid in this era would take Mr. Maria up on this offer. Some Chinese food, some alcohol, and a better grade in exchange for a penis pick? Or no, a penne pick? A penny pick? Penny. A penne pick? Well, how better is this grade, Mr. Maria? Huh? Don't get me wrong, okay? What Jose Maria is doing is totally wrong, but I can see where this could also be totally negotiable because it's not a bad deal. I mean, you might switch out the Chinese food for Chick-fil-A, and I just need to know, is this an F that will get turned into an A? Okay, if it's a C-minus turned into a B, nah, I'm not with that. But if you turn in Fs to As, I can see where a young teen, especially in this era, would be enticed to send a meat pick. Okay, it's a penis pick, all right? I'm shocked they have any value whatsoever nowadays. They all just floating around online. All Jose had to do was Google teenage boy penis pics, and he would have had a plethora of high school sophomore shafts to choose from. Now, let me tell you how savvy... This little boy was, all right, because he recognized a good deal when he heard one. So this little boy, Ro.C, said he found a picture on the Internet of a black penis, his words, not mine, and sent it to Mr. Maria. Now, this little boy's mother found out and confronted the teacher, and Jose Maria begged her not to go to the police, saying he would kill himself. Now, this isn't a good deal. Because if I was that guy's mom and you a grown-ass pedophile asking my son for penis pics and you tell me you're going to kill yourself if I go to the police, I'm going to call the police in front of you and then look you dead in your face and tell you to what? Kill yourself. Okay? Well, Jose is not even denying the allegations. He said in the court affidavit, affidavit that he later spoke to Maria and the, that what the kid said he spoke to Maria and the teacher admitted he made a mistake, deleted the picture, and called it an impulse to have asked for it in the first place. And then Jose and Maria admitted in audio and video interviews with police that he did indeed ask students for pics of their genitals. Okay, according to court documents, the teens are now adults, but they were students at the time of the incident and have recently come forward, and Josea Maria has been suspended with pay, and he is out of jail on pretrial monitoring and under the condition that he have no contact with the victims and unsupervised contact mm -hmm. with anyone mm -hmm. under 18. All of that because Josea Maria couldn't do his own dirty work, okay? Just because he doesn't have the wherewithal to go on the Internet and Google his own penis pics. That's all this really boils down to, okay? The man wasn't even trying to sleep with the little boys. He was just asking for penis pics. He was wasting your money on Chinese food and alcohol, changing kids' grades for no reason, and all the guy was trying to do was look at penis pics. All you had to do was go online and Google teenage penis pics, and you wouldn't be in this kind of trouble. Please give Jose Maria the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. Some sick people out here, man. Que lastima. Sick, sick, sick people. What's that mean? That's a shame. Oh. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Up next, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, call her right now. Hit her up, and she has tons of penis pics, all right? It's the Breakfast Club. She does. What? She had a Gmail mm -hmm. called Pretty P Swag. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's pretty D swag. There you go. At Gmail. It's the Breakfast Club. Come The Breakfast Club. That was Kendrick Lamar. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Ask Yee time. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Sherelle. I'm calling from Ohio. Hey, Sherelle. What's, what's your question up, for you? Sherelle? Hi, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was a great segment. Great donkey of the day there, uh, Mr. The God. Thank you. Um, Gracias. Um, but, but speaking of penis. <clears throat> what? <laughs> what? I love well, you already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miss um, Yee, just seriously, I'm well over four. Okay, mm -hmm. um, I've, I've got a great life. I've got grown kids, um, and my fiance boyfriend. He is absolutely great. He's very a great provider, great protector, courteous, manly man. You know, like a real football playing, ball scratching. You know, hundred percent dude. Okay. Okay. Um, he's he's white. 
all right, I'm I'm black. He's white. He's mm-hmm. not, you know, Gary Owen white. He's like, you know, Dan Aykroyd white. He's like extra white. Okay, <laughs> all right. Thank you for the distinction. Um, extra I white. totally understand okay. what you mean. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a difference, right? So, okay, Kenny's kind of a freak in the sack. That's the other reason why I really like him. And we've done all kinds of all kinds of things, all kinds of things. Okay. So, but recently he was like, okay, um, what do you think about a threesome? I'm like, um, well, you know, whatever. We're, we're both very much grown. We can discuss it. I was like, all right, well, who did you have in mind? And he was like, well, I was thinking about my friend Chad. Okay, so he wants, a man? he wants to have a threesome with you and another guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Bruh. awkward. That's, that's a little... So what did you respond? I, did, I, I just was kind of like, well, I don't play poker because I don't have the face for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, my face, it was just written all over my face. There was, I was just kind of like really, really stunned. You know, n- not that anybody's not it's bad to be gay, but... So you think he's gay because of this? I, well, I don't know. Well, I really well, don't know. Well, did you, know, you, know, did men... you ask some questions about it? Because it might not be for him. No, it might ma'am. be for her. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because here's yeah. The, there's a lot of things that... Are, obviously, you guys have a very open and experimental sexual relationship. Yeah, we go there right. pretty often, you know, just about anywhere. And yeah. this is just something that you guys haven't done before. So it could be that. It could be the taboo from it. It could be that they're not going to engage in anything with each other. Maybe he wants to watch you and another man, or maybe he wants to please you. What's that called? Cuckolding? Mm-hmm. Cuckolding? Yeah, it is. It's actually quite popular now. Mm-hmm. But with all that being said, if you have questions that you want to ask him, this is the great time, the greatest time to do it. You can ask him, have you ever had experiences with men before in the past? Have you asked him? No. You no. need to ask these questions. Ask him, is he attracted to other men? Or, like, what does he mean when he says a threesome? Is it going to be the two of them doing anything with each other? Or is it taking turns? Or is he going to watch while you're with another man? It could be a variety of things. So right off the bat, you can't just assume that means he's gay. And the other thing I want to say is if you're with it, go for it. And if you're not, don't. And that's how I feel about in the bedroom. If you guys both are willing to do something, then there's nothing wrong with trying it. But if one person doesn't want to, then you can't do it. And I, I really think that he'd respect that. Right. And I guess you're right. I do need to look, do a little bit more discovery. But just when he dropped a man's name, I was just like, oh. It I might be for you, Mama. Like, he might want to watch uh, another man, you know, plow. It is down. weird that it's his own friend, though. <laughs> Usually, guys don't want to watch there, but you know, never know. What can I say? But yeah, you got to yeah. ask those questions because you don't even know what this threesome is going to consist of. So just find out from him exactly what it is. And since you guys are so open with each other, you should be able to ask him anything. Uh, or was it was a DP, right? Maybe he wants double to DP? penetration. Yeah, maybe he wants to do that. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Do you keep guys in mind, do? I, keep in mind, envy is vicious. Make, I, I, man, I didn't make it 45 years uh, for my walls to come crumbling down like that. Do you guys do anal um, already? Yeah. All right, so, I mean, it's a variety of things, but I think, you know, right now, you just can't jump to any conclusions. Have you ever touched his butt? Like, touched his butt? Like, butt cheek or, like... Like, nine and a half inch dildo. Have you ever done pegging, where you pegged him? No. What about fingers? No, no, yeah, nothing like that. That's why I was kind of, like, shocked about the... Okay, but, again, he might not want to actually him and the man be together, so just ask those questions and let us know. We'd love to hear what happened. Okay, because, well, I'll call crying if he starts sword fighting in the middle of the thing, because, like, (laughs) no. Right. Sherelle, you go have a good time. Oh, yes, Sherelle, thank you Sherelle, for your Sherelle. advice. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Yes. Bye. Sherelle. Please, and, and record it if they start sword fighting in the middle. I'd love to watch a good game of bones. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to watch? All right. Ask Yee, 805-85-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call it now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, Envy, what's up? This is anonymous. I'm going to say this is anonymous. Good morning, Yee. Charlamagne, what's up? All right, so, um, Yee, my question to you is, I want to know when is it, like, the right time to marry someone? Now, let me tell you my situation. I've been with this girl for about four or five years. Um, When I met her, we were just friends. Um, I was in a relationship. I ended up having a kid with this girl. I ended up getting out of the relationship I was in. It was kind of shaky. I ended up having another kid with the previous girl that I was with. All right, so you have two kids by two different women now. I got three baby mothers. Okay. All right, and I got about four kids. All right, so now I'm with this girl, my my last son's mother. I'm with her, and I I think I want to marry her. Well, I kind of know I want to marry her because I see myself for her long term, but I'm just kind of scared because all of my friends that get married, they get divorced. I know so many people that get married young and, and divorced. Well, how old are you? I'm 35. You're not young, bro. Uh, That's that's about the age. I never said I was young. I said I have a lot of younger friends who get married 
and they get divorced. Well, usually now, the rate of divorce is lower the older that you get to, so you have a better chance. And you've been through a lot, so you kind of know what you want. You've been through what you don't want already, right? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I was trying to get her a ring, but I just got approved for an apartment. So now I don't have really have the money to... I got to take the money that I was going to surprise her with a ring with to now put, put her and my son in the house. Okay. Is, to me, I, you, I think that's more important. Yes, you have responsibilities. Right absolutely. So yeah. handle that. So you're going like, to wait till you get enough money now after you get yourself settled in and you guys move in together and all of that before you get the ring. Yeah, I, I, I think so. But so me, what's I, the so question? Envy now. Envy, my question is, Envy might be able to help. He's been happily married all this time. How did you, how did you know, Envy, that she was the one for you? I mean, I've been with my wife since I was 16 and she was 15. So she's my best friend, you know what I mean? Through thick and thin. Yeah. Whether we have problems or not, she always has my back. She's my rock. rock but here's, rock, here's rock, the thing. Rock, Let me rock, ask you this. Rock. How does she get along with the other kids? Great. She loves my other kids. And that's... None, of my, none of my kids' mothers have any problems with any of them. Like, I take care of all my kids, so it's never... None of them have a problem with each other. I but think I'm that's a, awesome. Listen, sir, nobody can tell you when you're supposed to want to get married or how, but I feel like when you know, you know. If you feel like this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, then clearly that's the person that you want to get married. You don't have to think about how other people's relationships did or didn't work out. It's all about you and her. Kind of scary, though. Kind of scary. Of course it's scary. Of course it's scary, but you can't think like that. You got to think we're going to be together forever. Stop trying to anticipate getting divorced. Nobody wants that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should just go on how I feel then, pretty much. Yes, I think go on how you feel and make sure that you guys are still building. It sounds like you have a great relationship. So just try yeah, to make sure you maintain that He's and communicate. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Yee. Shout All out right. to the Breakfast Club. Thank you. All right, bro. Good, good luck, luck thank you, thank to you, you guys. Ask Yee. Yeah, you do realize pessimism never won any battle. If you haven't even gotten married yet, but you're already contemplating divorce, I don't think you should get married. <laughs> 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, we are going to talk about Cardi B. All-Star Weekend is coming up, and we'll tell you about these extra precautions she has to take and why. Also, new music on the way confirmed. This is exciting yet again. All right, keep it locked. Rumors on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations again to Kevin Hart. Fox has picked up little Kev which is an animated show that he has based on his comedy. He's going to be voicing that alongside Wanda Sykes, Keith Robertson, of course, Slink, and Dion Cole. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart know what he's doing. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Shoot to my guy Slink, too. I saw Slink uh, yesterday, matter of fact. I'm going to be on his show Man Cave tonight on BET at 1030. All right, now Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares got a 1.47 million in streams the day after the Super Bowl. So congratulations to him for that. But in not-so-good news... Meek Mill and his legal team are in trouble. Now, if you remember, Meek Mill's lawyer went on with Angie Martinez and said this. What we've said in our in our filings is she's uh, assumed a role that goes beyond the judge's judicial function in getting involved in things like uh, his management and all. It's mm-hmm. just simply not appropriate, and she can't fairly preside over this case, which is why we sought recusal, uh, a motion that she still to this day, uh, two and a half months later, hasn't responded to. What's the problem? Now, Judge Janice Brinkley, who is uh, the judge presiding over Meek Mill's case, has an attorney as well. And her attorney has this to say about these accusations. He wasn't there, yet he gave all sorts of interviews saying the judge had this discussion trying to coax Meek into uh, switching managers. It didn't happen. He should fight these things in court and not have TV and and newspaper publicity surrounding how bad the judge is. She's been smeared with lies. She's been approached by outside people to call her, try and get her to change her mind about what she's going to do, which is highly unethical. Yet she's the one being accused of doing unethical things. Yeah, I always wondered that because when the attorney was making those allegations against the judge, I was saying I hope that he has evidence. That he was there at least. But he, they're saying he but wasn't even there. Being there. You still got to have evidence, but right? If, but if, if you're there, you could say this is what I heard. Yeah, yeah, true, you know? true. All right, now Kevin Gates is ready to go ahead and go on the road. He has announced plans to hit the road next summer. 
And so he went and broke that news uh, to his Instagram followers. We'll be excited to see that. And Big Sean is embarking on a new tour as well. That tour is the Unfriendly Reminder Tour that starts on April 12th. He's going to go to 31 different cities. It's going to end in L.A. on June 3rd. But one thing that he is doing is he's allowing his fans to curate his set list in each city. So you can go to the website, you, that's the letter U, you know BigSean.com, and you can help curate whatever songs you want to hear that's dope. for his set list. I mean, it sounds dope in theory, but I don't know if I would trust people because everybody got different different songs that they like, but that don't mean everybody like that one. It might record. be a list of songs that he's going to do regardless, and you can just pick if you want to hear that first, second, or third. He's just not going to say, here's all my albums. Well, I hope not. No, no, no. I'm sure he won't do well, that. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, Cardi B, she has to go out to All-Star Weekend in L.A., but as you know, People were mad about a post that she did. She put put up a picture wearing a blue fur and said, I hate wearing flu, but this coat was too popping. Well, she's going to have to have all kinds of extra security. She has to do three clubs next weekend. They all are under the same ownership. And the sources are saying that everybody's preparing for their worst, as in some possible gang retaliation, anything happening. Hopefully nothing happens. Baron Davis told TMZ that she should be okay. She's not a gangbanger. But he said he doesn't know what could happen. Maybe the homegirls might press her. Now, the sources say club management held an emergency meeting yesterday to discuss how to handle it. She's getting 250000 for the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night events. And they still plan on going, but they are taking these threats seriously. As you should, you can't never not pay attention. And Cardi, don't be afraid to say my bad. All right? Don't be afraid to say you apologize. It's okay. All right? Yeah. All right. Well, Cardi B has a new song coming with J-Lo, of course. J-Lo spoke to Latina.com. And she said, I feel like you already know that I collaborated with Cardi B. I do have a record coming out with her. It's coming out soon. The name of the song is De Niro. I don't know what the video is going to be yet, but we'll see what we come up with. Right. Cardi should, uh, she might need to apologize, though. Yeah, call, I mean, uh, call, call the young ladies that are pissed off off. Get them on the you phone You can't lines. call all the young ladies that are pissed <laughs> off in L.A. The okay. main <laughs> ones. You know you know that the main ones who are, who they are. <laughs> nah, just do a public apology. You did something publicly that pissed everybody off and got these young ladies wanting to press you, wanting to press you. So just do a public apology. <laughs> Why not? All right, and I just want to shout out to Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert. They have their show coming out soon on VH1. Yes. And they did put out a trailer for it yesterday. Looks cute. I'm definitely here to watch that. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, Miss Yee, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Let us know what you want to hear in the mix at DJ Envy. Get your request in right now, and we'll get your favorite joints on. Again, 800-585-1051. Call us up. Let us know what you want to hear, and we'll get your joints on for you. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.